All right, Dafyod in Meseches Tainus. Let's get rolling over here. We are up to Tonra Bono, the very top line, and we got a lot of ground to cover. Continuing on some beautiful Agatha Gemara's. We also have a brand new Mishnah today and a, a lot to learn. So we're going to keep focusing on rain. All right, and uh, the, the Mishnah as well, when we get to it, is going to be focusing on the St. Talumot or the request for rain, the proper time to start. Here we go. Tonra Bono, the rabbis learn, so we are Yisrael, Nivrais Tchila. Eretz Yisrael, when the Abishter made the planet Earth, Eretz Yisrael was made first. Yehidus, that was the starting point. That was the, that was where everything else spread out from. And everything that uh, was created after that uh, was after that. <laughs> okay, Shanamar Ad Lai Osa Eretz Bechutzais. Before Agadish Baruch made the Chutzais, the outer lands, Eretz Yisrael was made first. Eretz Yisrael Mashka Shah Kadish Baruch and you should also know that when it comes to rain of Eretz Yisrael, Kadosh Baruch Hu is the one who gardens Kaviyachol, so to speak, Eretz Yisrael, right? You, when you have a garden that's precious, so the, the owner of the home goes out and may, takes care of those tomatoes, those cucumbers. Eretz Yisrael, Kadosh Baruch on his own, goes and brings the, the rain. But the rest of the world, even though Kadosh Baruch Hu holds the key to rain, is actually watered through a, a shliach, a messenger, a kayach, a rotsen of the Rabbanu gives the water on the face of the land of Eretz Yisrael, but he sends rain on the other lands, referring to a shliach. Eretz Yisrael drinks megeshamim, and the rest of the world gets the shirai. Yeah, shirayim is also good, right? Especially when it comes to Shabbos food, the leftovers. But, you know, the, the main geshmaka food that comes hot out of the oven, the best stuff, is, uh, is when it's fresh. So too it is with the rain. The rains, when the rain of Eretz Yisrael are particularly fresh, all right? They are the, uh, the, they're the Arab Shabbos chalent, you know, the first thing that's coming, uh, that's coming to you. Shinamar, as it says, Eretz Yisrael is also shaysa first. Also drinks first, and everything else drinks afterwards. We have a story, we have a parable. A person who is being megabel his gvina, he's curdling his cheese. All right? He takes out the cheese, and he leaves behind the psyles, he leaves behind the whey. When you, after you separate the cream from the, from the water, Right, so the cream itself it turns into cheese or or a heavier cream, and whatever's left over is whey. So the geshmaka stuff is to Eretz Yisrael, while the leftovers, the shirayim, goes to the rest of the world. We learned in Ebrisa two days ago, two daf ago, what happens is, according to Rabbi Eliezer, the ocean water goes up to the clouds. I, the question was, why doesn't, why doesn't the water come down salty? Because the clouds filter it out. Where do you get this from? Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef says, in the name of Rabbi Yitzchak, that the clouds are a sieve of water. You should take a cough. You should take a... Little, we'll, we'll translate this for now as kind of a ladle. 
Ushtei Arish, and put a Rish on it, Vikari Bey Chachshoras, and it'll become Chachshoras. Now, Chachshoras is like the word kosher, which means it's fit, it's proper, it's prepared, meaning the water originally goes up unprepared to be sent down, but once it's in the clouds, the clouds arrange it, they kosher it, and they make it fit to, uh, to come down as rainwater. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua argued, says, Bahani Kroy, my Darshibu. So, what's he going to do with these Psukim? And for the Gemara, Savar Loki Ha, the Chiyasa, Rabdimi, Omar Ambi, Bamarava, they learned in Eretz Yisrael, Shtet in Eretz Yisrael, Nahoir Anone, Zeirin, Mahi, Choshuch Anone, Sagyon, Mahi. If you have lighter clouds, so they're going to have less wetness, they're going to have less rain. Choshuch Anone, but darker clouds, Sagyon, Mahi, will have. Will have uh, will be soggy. There'll be enough water inside of those clouds. Kaman, okay. So now we're up to Kaman Ozla. All right, beautiful. Kaman Ozla Hodetanya. Who is the Tana of the following Brisa? Mayim al Yainim b'Mayim Arheim Tluyim. The upper waters b'Mayim Arheim Tluyim. They hang in the heavens by the Mimer, by the statement. Of the Rebbeinu Shalayim, okay, meaning they're just hanging on thin air miraculously. and also the the fruit of these clouds are megishom, are rainwater. from the fruit of your actions, the earth is satisfied. This is following Rabbi Yeshua, yeah. Now, says the Gemara, listen, you know, uh, it could really be fitting into both statements, into both conversations, because either way, whether you hold that the rainwater starts up in Shemayim from the upper heavens, or whether you hold that rainwater starts from down here on earth in the oceans, be it as it may, you could still say that the water's hanging there miraculously in Shemayim. The entire world, you know where the rain comes from and, and the water that we get that gets showered down on us, all the bracha comes from the shirayim, from the leftovers of the, of the, of the delicious waters of paradise, of Gan Eden. Shemar, as it says, from the river that comes from um, Gan Eden. Beautiful. Zok the Gemara Tana we learned mitamtzis base kor shayse tarkav the from the leftover of a base core, you can uh, you can water a tarkav three kav okay so what's left over from a base core now a a um, uh, a base core is a very large area of of uh, land that can grow the amount of grain which is leveled as a core. Now a core is 30 saw. Okay? A core is 30 saw. Um, a kav is a half. Uh, three kavs a half a saw. So three kavs a half a saw. A core is 30 saw. So if you're going to have basically what it comes out to is that you're going to have one sixtieth. Three kav is one sixtieth of a base core. So what the Bryce is teaching us is that what, however much rain we find in this world, 
and we'll refer to the bracha of rain is actually one sixtieth of the bracha that went to the that was in Gan Eden. The rabbis learned, and so should we. Eretz Mitzrayim da'ahavi dalid meyaz parsa dalid meyaz parsa. The land of Mitzrayim, which is three hundred parsa by by which is four hundred parsa by four hundred parsa. But who echad mishishim bekush? You should know that's the sixtieth of the size of of Kush. Okay, a lot of people translate Kush as Ethiopia. Okay, it's a place in Africa. The Kush echad mishishim Kush itself is one sixtieth of the entire world. So so Egypt. Is a sixty is four hundred parts, which is a sixtieth of Kush. Kush is of the sixtieth of the Gansa Velv. And the entire world is one sixtieth of Ganadan. The Ganadan Mishishim I'm sorry, of Ganadan, which is the garden of Aden. The Ganadan Mishishim Le Aden. And a garden of, of Aden is only one sixtieth of Aden itself. The Aden Echad Misamach Legehenim. And Aden is the 60th of Gehenim. I hope it's not because uh, more people end up in Gehenim. Right? That they need, uh, they need more real estate there. Nimtza comes out. Koloi lam kuloi. The entire world. Kikisoi kedera le Gehenim. The size of our globe is merely like a pot. It's merely like the, the covering on uh, top of a pot. The Yesh Oimrim Gehenim ein Lashir. Gehenim is infinite. The Yeshaimrim Aden ain Lashir. Aden is infinite. Omar Avaishi Omai Dhsiv. What's Pshat in the Pasik which says, Shaykhanta Omayim Rabim, that it, it lives and dwells by a lot of water. Rabbasaitsaras, which is that the storehouses have rived, they have a tremendous amount. Migarm Lababashi Aizrasel Malaya is bar have a yaimer but mesha shechenas amayim rabim. What makes Bavel so fertile? That it's, it's surrounded by water. There's a lot of rivers that flow down to Bavel. Amar Rav, Rav says, Asira Bavel, a Bavel is Oshir, Bavel is wealthy, the Beloy Mitra. Because in Bavel, it doesn't need a rain. Even without rain, they can still go ahead and harvest. That's how fertile the land is. Amar Abaye, Nikitinon, Toivinon, Veloy, Yuvshani. That we learned, it's been, it's been taught to us, that the reason why bubble doesn't need rainwater is because the soil is, is very damp, is very wet, and uh, therefore it never dries out. Period. End of that Gemara. Okay. We're by the Mishnah. Okay? Right smack dab in the middle of the Yod Amud Aleph. And we're going to continue on with how we started our Perek, except that in the beginning of, of our parak we had a particular focus on Mashiv Haruach, This mission is going to focus on Visein Talumata. We touched on Visein Talumata, but what we, Visein Talumata is the Shailim, is the request for rain. So now we're going to talk about when we actually start saying Visein Talumata, and we're going to learn the halacha that we have currently. Okay? Now what halacha do we currently have? What, what is the practical Halacha that is going on for us nowadays. Practically speaking, what do we do? We start saying Mashiv Haruach Umayrid Agashem on Shmini Atzeres. We know that's what we do. What about the Saint Talumatar? So it depends. It's very interesting. And we're going to learn this over here in our mission, our Gemara. In Eretz Yisrael, they start on the seventh day of Marcheshva. 
That's when they start in Eretz They start the same Talmud seventh day of Marchesh. For us in Chutzlaretz, we don't start the seventh day of Marchesh. We start December 4th and sometimes December 5th. Okay? We're going to see why. It's an interesting thing, right? Why we're following the, the uh, solar calendar, the Gregorian calendar, as opposed to the usual Hebrew date, which uh, we'd expect ourselves to follow. So we're going to learn, Bez Hashem, that the Gregorian ca- calendar is more about the seasons, and that's really when the St. Talumotar should start. So with that introduction, let's get going. Mishnah on Dafyod Amud Aleph. On the third day of Mar Cheshvan. That's when we begin saying the same Tal U Moto. We begin requesting rain. Rebbe Gamliel, Rebbe Gamliel says, Nope, it is not the third day of Cheshvan. Rather, Bishivabai. It is the seventh day of Mar Cheshvan. Tesvav Yoim Acharachag, 15 days after Sukkis. Kedesha Yagia Acharain Shabi Yisrael in Ahar Pras. Okay? Now, one second. We, ha- we know that Sukkot is in Tishrei. Okay? So after Tishrei, we have the seventh day of Cheshvan. Okay? Tishrei, Cheshvan. So um, uh, Yom Tif is over um, a little bit before Cheshvan starts. Okay? We call it Chav uh, Beis in Eretz Yisrael. Chav Beis Tishrei. And then you're going to have seven more days into Cheshvan. He says, but why? Why are you going to have the eight days to finish off the month of Tishrei plus Cheshvan? Because we want people who came to Eretz Yisrael in order to be Ola Regal to have time to get back home to reach the Euphrates River before the rain starts to come. We don't want people to be nervous Maybe I shouldn't be Ola Regal because it's going to take me too long to get back home. I'm not going to, you know, then I'm going to, it's going to be hard to travel. It's going to get muddy. So Gamil says, you got to wait till the seventh day of Cheshvan to give everybody ample and adequate time to get home before the rainfall. It's so fascinating. In the Mishnah, the Rebbe Gamil said, this is how confident we are in Tvila. This is how Tvila works. Gamil says, careful, right? See, here's the deal. Many of us think that in order to be successful, here's what you got to do. You got to do hishtadlus and also daven. You got to put in your physical effort and also pray to Hashem. Emil says, no. You have to pray to Hashem and also put in hishtadlus, right? The main thing that's coming, though, is Hashem deciding that it's going to be matzliach, that's going to be successful. This is how much power. Emil says, you better not stop. <laughs> you better not start davening for rain. Because if you start davening for rain too fast, I yeah, it's, uh, we know it's going to start raining. That's how, that's how committed we are to the power of tefillah. Okay. Let's get into the Gemara. Short Gemara on this Mishnah. Um, Rebbe Lazar says, Halacha Rebbe Gamliel. The Halacha follows Rebbe Gamliel. We start from the seventh day of Mar Cheshva. He says, listen. What was Rebbe Gamliel's logic about the seventh day of Mar Cheshva? To give people time who went to who went to Yerushalayim for Sukkot, but so that's only in Eretz Yisrael. Outside Eretz Yisrael, we don't start on Gimel Marcheshvan. Outside Eretz Yisrael, we always start sixty days after autumn. Amr Avuna Barchiyah Amr Shmuel Halacha Kichananya. The halacha is like Chananya that you start sixty days after autumn outside Eretz Yisrael. 
Says Gemara, Ini, is that true? But once you start saying the same talumatar, Amar lehu, Michimi Aleit Sevili Bei Tavos Rivsha. You start, uh, you start saying the same talumatar when they, uh, you know, when the rainy season is so far along that people are starting to bring their wood inside. Okay, and it seems that this is going to be a different day than automatically sixty days. So. Um, it was actually a little earlier. So the Gemara answers, Doma You know what you could say? Either you could say that bringing your wood in is actually not earlier than 60 days once after fall started. Okay? And perhaps we could say that, uh, you know, that was the time period. You've got to wait 60 days after, after fall. And that's always going to fall out December 4th or 5th for a leap year. They asked a Shaila which is a question searching for information, not a challenging question, more of a curiosity question. Yom Shishim, what about the 60th day itself? When we say you got to wait 60 days until after fall started for Vesentav, does that, in, does that mean day 60 we say Vesentav? Or do you wait till after the 60th day for Vesentav? So Tashma, come and listen, we'll answer this question. Rav Omar Yom Shishim Kila Achar Shishim. Shmuel Omar Yom Shishim Kila Fnei Shishim. Okay, Machlaikis. Am Rachmar Yitzchak, Vesimonach. The way to remember whose opinion, Rabu Shmuel, whose opinion was what? Ilo Boimaya. The way to remember is the, the higher ones, um, they, they need more water. Because when you're higher up, Rashi explains, the water flows away. And therefore, you can. Uh, you know, uh, you, you got to daven more. Tatoi lo boimaya, but the ones who live lower down, they don't need. Uh, they don't need um, the water. Okay. Now, what shaykes? So there, here's the shaykes. Rav um, ended up living in Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is higher up, as we learned at the beginning of today's daf. Right? Uh, we didn't say that it was higher up, but it said that the whole world started. From uh, from Eretz Yisrael, there's other there's other uh, areas in Gemara where it states that Eretz Yisrael is higher up than other lands. So Rav, who lived in Eretz Yisrael, was of the opinion that uh, you do say the same Talmudor on day sixty. Why? Because the people in the higher areas they have a more need to request rain. While Shmuel, who spent most of his time in Bavel, was a little more lenient with it because he was used to. Uh, having fertile land. Amar of Papa, Papa says, bottom line, what's the halacha? Halacha is the 60th day we already begin reciting the same tal u matar. Period. End of that Gemara. We now get up to the next Mishnah. Okay. We begin saying the same tal u matar in Eretz Yisrael on Zayin Marcheshwan. And now it is Yud Zayin Marcheshwan. It is, now seven, it is now 10 days later. We've been saying the same time, and guess what? The rain doesn't start coming down. So the tzaddikim begin a, a bahab, we'll call it. Right? They, they, begin three, uh, they begin three fasts. Okay. They fast during the day, but they eat and drink at night. 
and it's a type of fast where it's still permitted to involve yourself in work, washing, besicha, anointing, even as a sandal, leather shoes, tashmish hamita, and tashmish hamita. Now, why are we listing these five things? Rashi points out, because as we know on Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, these, the more severe fast, these five things are forbidden. So we're pointing out that for the, these initial three fasts that we have, these things are still permitted. Now it's past the 17th of Mar Cheshvan. They had a cycle of three fasts, and it's now Reshchedesh Kislev, and there's still no rain. So now we don't only have the tzaddikim put in three days of fasting. Now we're going to start getting into Meseches Tainis, right? The name of our Mesechta, which is Gans, uh, the Gantz Tzibur, the whole community needs to start stepping up and getting involved in fasting. However, the law remains that it's just a daytime fast. At nighttime, you can still uh, eat and drink. Mutar be'melacha, uverachitza, uvesicha, uvenilas asandol, uvetashmesh hamita. These these five inuyim, these five things, which on Tishbev and Yom Kippur are forbidden, remain permitted, even when the entire tzibur begins fasting. Okay, period. Now, Gemara begins by asking, who are these special people that are supposed to start fasting before everybody else? Man Yechidim. Who are these Yechidim? Amar Abuna, Rabbanon. It's referring to the Rabbanon. We'll see soon, Bez Hashem, who is considered a Rav. Amar Abuna, Yechidim, Mesanam, Shlesh, Taniyais, Sheni, Bechamishi, Vesheni. They fast a Bahab. They fast a Monday, Thursday, and Monday. My Kamashvulan says, Gemara, well, uh, um, what's the Chiddush? Yeah, what's the whole novel idea with this? Tanina. We learned in the Mishnah. The first fast never starts on a Thursday. We know that Monday and Thursday are days that are set aside for din and for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's judgment, and those are the days of fasting. But we know that it should never be a Thursday, Monday, Thursday. Right? Why not? Because if um, if we start fasting on a Thursday, it's going to cause a shift in the prices of food. It's going to cause inflation. Okay, why? Because people are going to come out to the market and they're going to stock up on food, right? As, as we know, never go shopping on a fast day because then you're going to buy stuff you never would have bought. You don't go shopping when you're hungry. Okay, that's the worst time. You're going to start filling up your, your shopping cart with things that uh, you otherwise, if you're full and you go to a store, you know you otherwise wouldn't have needed. So what's going to happen if we if we start to fast on Thursday? People are going to start uh, stocking up for food, not only for Thursday night to break the fast, but also for Shabbos. And the shuk prices are going to skyrocket. Okay. However, if we ele- bring the first fast on Monday, okay. So people are going to stock up just for Monday night, not Shabbos as well. And they're going to wonder, why is everybody, uh, you know, uh, Rashi explains, the, the, the shuk merchants are going to be wondering, why, what, what's unique about this Monday? What is it, a legal holiday? Like, what's going on here? That the Elam is stocking up, right? So they're going to be told, oh, it's a fast day, and this coming Thursday as well. So they'll become more aware about what's happening, and there's, there's, it's less risk for inflation. Ella. 
Sheni Chamishi Vesheni. Here's here's um, the uh, here's the 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 here's the pshat over here. The what we're trying to learn is, and that that is, how do we know that it's a Monday, Thursday, and Monday? We know why it doesn't start on a Thursday. The question is, what is if we already have a Mishnah telling us there's there's three fasts and it doesn't start on a Thursday, rather it starts on a Monday. So when Rav, when Rav Huna says that the Sadiqim fast, Monday, Thursday, Monday, we're back to our question. What's his Chiddush? We knew that already. The Gemara says no. There is still is a Chiddush here. There still is a novel message. I would have thought to say, I would think that when a congregation, a community is fasting, that's when we need to start on a Monday to not cause inflation. But what about when you only have the, the individual tzaddikim fasting? What are you going to have? Let's say you have 10 tzaddikim in a city fasting. They're going to cause the inflation? No. So let their fast start Thursday, Monday, Thursday. There's no concern about inflation when only a few individuals are stocking up on food. Kamash Malan comes along Ravuna to tell me that no. The same way when a community is dealing with a three-fast cycle. We always do. Monday, Thursday, Monday. So too, when the individual, when, when the Yechidim, the individuals start fasting, they also need to start on a Monday, despite the fact that there's no concern of them causing inflation. Similarly, when these begin to fast, Okay, beautiful. However, we stop the cycle of fast if we hit a Rosh Chodesh, top of Hamad Beis. Or for any Yomtif that is written in Megillah's Tainus, which we familiarized ourselves with um, earlier and in previous Mesechtis as well. There used to be a Megillah's Tainus. Let's just remind ourselves certain days for particular communities where it was like a small holiday and it was forbidden to fast on those days. Nowadays, we don't have that, that safer, but um, on those days as well, they would skip, if it fell out on Monday and Thursday, they would skip fasting on those days. Okay, period. Now, we started out the Gemara on this Mishnah by saying that, by asking a question, you know, we said that initially, if it doesn't rain by the 17th day of Cheshvan, Mar Cheshvan, the tzaddikim, or yechidim fast. We said, who's yechidim? Gemara answered, Rabbana. When he got back into this, okay? Says the Gemara, Tana Rabbana. The rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Al taimar odom talmid oni. A person should never say, I am a mere Talmud. I'm a follower. I'm a student. I'm not fit to be amongst these special people who are fasting on behalf of Klal Yisrael. Rather, anybody who is a Talmud Chacham should consider themselves to be unique. If we're B'nai Taira, we represent the Torah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And we should commit ourselves to being amongst those that fast on behalf of Klal Yisrael. 
What's the difference then? How does a, how does a person know whether they're part of the chavra of Yechidim? You ready for this? A yachid is anybody who can be, not is, can be set, established as a leader of a tzibur. Talmud, and what is a student? Okay? So, says the Gemara, that it's really not about how much we know and whether we're still learning from Rabbein. You know what it is? It's a matter of whether there are people that are fit to learn from us, which I'm not gonna take a long leap and say it's all of us. Right? I'm sure each of us at one point in our day, month, year, life has been the rabbi in the room. Right? You walk into a group of people, yeah, they people have no they don't know anything about Judaism. They don't know what's happening, right? You're amongst Yidin, you're amongst Jews, and and you happen to be the one who knows the most out of everybody, right? Okay. So you're we're the de facto rabbi of the moment, right? For 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 what's needed at that time. Suffice it to say, right, anybody who's a you know, anybody who, who sits and learns and, and involves themselves in the study of Torah, we are Yechidim. We are, we, we are the rare individuals of Limud Torah. I'm not going to go so far to say that there's a Psaq Halacha on us to, to do this, but it's something that we should, we should notice the, the uh, importance that we have to daven on behalf of Klal Yisrael. Ton Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, so should we. Rebbeir says, listen, um, you got to know who you are as well. Okay? Not everybody who, um, you know, not everybody can, can uh, you can't play pretend, says Rebbeir. Let's put it like that. You have to be, you have to be real. That's the opinion of Rebbeir. You got to be real. If you're a yachid, act like a yachid. If you're not a yachid, don't act like a yachid. No, to Reb Meir, you're wrong. There's nothing wrong with a person taking responsibility, taking achrayas on themselves on behalf of Klal Yisrael. And setting up, and when Klal Yisrael's in a tzari, you know what I say? I'm going to daven, I'm going to fast. I'm going to take care of Yidin. I, you're not the biggest rabbi. Ah, uh, you're not, you don't have smicha. Uh, doesn't matter. I'm a yid that cares. I'm going to do whatever I can on behalf of Klal Yisrael. When it comes to fasting, this is not a, it, it, nothing to be arrogant about. Nobody's out to praise you because of this. It's a tsar. Right? By the way, I want to bring out, there's an important message in this, in, in Rabbi Yaisi. The Torah tells us that the entire time that Noah was in the Teva, him and his wife refrained from having relations with each other. Why? Chazal teach us, because when the world is in tsar, when the world is in pain, we're going to go out of our way to uh, involve ourselves in particularly pleasurable activities. Okay? That's a madrish with, with, uh, about Nayach and his wife. There are people, I personally know people, um, that 
and unfortunately, it's worthwhile mentioning, yesterday and today, the, the, uh, the terrible attacks that happened in Eretz Yisrael, right? With the, the, the tragedies, the terrorist attacks that took place in Eretz Yisrael. I know people, whenever there's a tzara, or the entire time, that whenever the IDF is engaged in a, in a war, they refrain from eating their favorite foods. No people like this. Americans, regular American guys like us, right? But one, I have one particular friend, his, he, he stays away from a particular flavor ice cream that he likes. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Is he fasting? He's not fasting. He's a, he's a guy. He's a guy. He's not the biggest. But whenever, like, whenever there's a tsar, you know what he does? He just commits himself. Today, his favorite flavor is, uh, you know, cookie dough ice cream. Today, there will be no cookie dough ice cream. Just to put in himself like a, a, a connection, a, a hergish, a feeling like there's a tzara. There's a tzara for the yidin. There's a tzara going on with, with other yidin. There's a tzara going on around the world in Eretz Yisrael, particularly in Yerushalayim. It's, it's, it's something to consider. I'm not telling us we should do this in particular, but, but to, to bring out and to train ourselves that, yeah, even if we're not the most special people, we can still do special things. We can still train our, our psyche and our emotions to put ourselves in positions of caring. Tanya Idah, we learned the price similarly. Like Loretz Elazet's Asma Yachid Aisin, anybody who wants to make himself a Yachid is allowed to do that. Talmud Aisin, or make yourself a Talmud. Div Reb Shimon Elazar, which is, seems to be consistent with the previous opinion of Rabbi Meir. Reb Shimon Gamaliel, Reb Shimon Gamaliel says, by Madhavar Murim, when is this true? Vidavar Shal Shavach. Only when people are going to praise you. People are going to praise you. So don't walk around looking like a big tzaddik. Alright? But to cause a little bit of tzar to myself. Yeah, to give up on something. To not eat my favorite ice cream, my favorite uh, food. Yeah? That's not, that, that doesn't smell of arrogance. A person is permitted to give up on things in order to train ourselves to grow in our midas of feeling for the tsar of others. Tan Rabban, the rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis, Mishoya Misana, la tsara v'yavram. If a person fasts over a tsara and it goes away, ala chayla v'nisrape, or he's fasting for a sick person and that person is healed, hareza misana umashlem. You should keep your original promise of fasting. So let's say I say, I'm going to fast for three days as a schus that Yanko Shever Fushalem. Two days into my fasting, Yanko Zeichet Ever Fushalem. Zokt the Gemara, Zokt the Brisa. You should still finish up, finish up, your, uh, finish up your fasting. Now, this is so gishmak with what we learned on yesterday's daf. Because we learned on yesterday's daf, a person could be Zeichet for something even before doing it in activity, right? Like the same way Kali Sol was Zeichet, the Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Because they were going to have Kabbalah Satira, 50 days later, they already had that schos. When a person's makabal on themselves to do something, it's as if it's already there. That's why the Gemara also, uh, also taught us and brought a raya from Daniel, brought a proof from Daniel, that if a government makes a xeris hashmad, a government makes a decree that you're not allowed to fast when there's a tzara and klal Yisrael. What did Chazal teach us? Be Mekabal the fast, and then fast once the Gzeira leaves. Because just the Kabbalah itself is, is enough to bring, is to, to bring Shosen. 
And therefore, Zagdar Brisa, if we commit to a fast, we commit to a davening, even if it, the tzara goes away, keep up and complete the Kabbalah. First, who's traveling from a place where they don't fast, the the place where they are fasting. You've got to fast with the local seaboard. Uh, if you're at a place that is fasting, basically, a person should always do the, the be a little machmir, do the, the uh, fasting on behalf of what happened where he forgot and he started eating and drinking so then um, he shouldn't make it look like he is eating everybody else is fasting don't walk around holding a, a Danish and a coffee you also if your person breaks his fast you should stay away from the, the more gishmak of foods the madanim Yaakov says to his children, What are you afraid of? When a yid has something and you have a bracha and you have something going for you in your life, you know what you do? You don't put it in somebody else's face who doesn't have it. Let's keep going in these Halig Absukim of our Parshiyais, which we are zeichet to be learning, uh, going through this Shabbos and next Shabbos. Al-Tirgazubaderech, don't be Tirgazubaderech, Yosef HaTzadik, when his brothers are, are leaving to go back and tell the father, he says, don't, uh, don't take your time. Al-Tirgazubaderech, don't start bickering. On the way, don't get too involved in learning halacha. You can end up slowing down. Yeah, you can get distracted from going back and uh, and and telling our halachatate what's going on. It's not true. When you have two yidin, people learning dafyomi, yeah, who are traveling together and they don't have Torah between them, they're not learning the Torah. The right to be burned. The fire separated the two of them after mentioning that they weren't talking and learning. The reason why, um, I'm sorry, the reason why they weren't ultimately burnt up is because there was Taira. Where it seems to imply if there would have been Taira between the Tamidacham, Ru'inli Sarif. They would have been fit to be burnt. Says Gemara. So wh- how could Yosef tell his brothers, "Don't be misasik in Dvar Halacha"? Says Gemara. Like Kasha Haglimigras Haliyuni. He says, "No, I'm not telling you not to learn Torah. I'm telling you Haliyuni. Yeah, don't get so. Uh, don't have an Eon Seder while you're uh, while you're traveling. You have an Eon Seder while you're traveling. That's going to cause to hesitation and procrastination of traveling. But Mastisa Tana, we learned in Abchaisa Al Tafsiu Psiagasa." Yosef Atzadik was telling his brothers, do not take large steps. Now, a large steps is, a, is symbolic of arrogance. Okay? Do not take large steps. And also make sure not to travel at night. Not to travel at night. Once it starts getting dark outside, make sure to stop off at, um, at the Yom Tif Inn. Yeah? Make sure to pop off to the side of the road at the hotel. Out of Siyah Gasa Damar Mar, Siyah Gasa Tel Zach Mi Chamish Mei Aysmi Marein Hamsol Adam. 
large steps takes away one five hundredth of a person's eyesight. Yeah, as we said, large steps are, are symbolic of haughtiness, of arrogance. And you know what happens when somebody is arrogant? What does it mean? That our eye is messed up. Our eye is in the wrong place. It's very fitting that a person loses out on a five hundredth of his, of his sight because it's, it's, it, it shows. It shows where a person's eye uh, needs a full shalema due to these uh, due to the haughtiness. Why is it important to step off to the side of the road while it's still light outside? A person should always start traveling with the words ki taiv, and he should always stop traveling with the words ki taiv. Okay, shenemar as it says, habiker or. Only once it was morning did the man start traveling. So you see that Yosef Atzadik waited for his bro- waited to allow his brothers to start traveling until the next morning. When a person is traveling on the road, he should eat a little bit. In years of Ra'avain, in years of famine, people are very careful with what they eat. You're not going to stuff your face. You're not going to eat a lot before you start traveling, because then you're not going to have any food any later. There's a famine. So too, when a person travels, they shouldn't eat a large meal. We'll see on tomorrow's das, Bez Hashem, why this is important. In Babel, they explain the reason for it is because of health concerns. And in Eretz Yisrael, they said because of Mizayne. Because of food, when you're traveling, you don't know when where the next uh, kosher restaurant's going to be. You know, my benayu. What's a practical nafkamina between uh, between um, whether it's due to health or whether it's due to uh, due to having enough food? Benayu says what nafkamina is. We now turn to tomorrow's daf. The Yosef ba'araba. No, the difference is that if he's traveling in a boat on an ocean. Okay, so. What's, uh, if you're on a boat, so then there's taka uh, concern that he's not going to have food because you don't know how long the boat trip is going to be. We don't, we don't know how long that's going to take. However, when a person, if the reason is due to illness, so you're not walking around and it has less of an impact on the body. Inami, another shot you could say is the ka'ozo ba'avna le'avna. If you're going from hotel to hotel, so you know exactly where your next rest stop is going to be, so over there, there's no concern about having enough food because you know, you know which exit to get off at and which hotel. However, there still is the concern of one's physical health. Okay, we're up to Rav Papa, and we'll pick up from here, Bez the same time tomorrow, 5.15, hopefully from Yerushalayim. I get the Nacht, and Bez we will continue for a little bit on this topic of things to keep in mind when a Yid travels. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.